Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, you know, we've now been watching Joe Biden struggle again and again and again and again. And to me, things seem to be getting significantly worse, especially recently. I've got to imagine the pressures of the job, you know, are leading to what seems like even a, a, a greater cognitive decline than he started with last year. Remember, he spent all of 2020 hiding in his basement bunker, uh, protected by the the media mob and the big tech mob. He was in their protection program as a candidate, now as a president. Um, Let me play him stumbling through his speech in New Hampshire. Listen to this one. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Agree with me. Go to Joe 30330. We choose truth over facts. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Make sure the kids hear words. I'm not a doctor. I won't play one on radio or TV, but we have a real doctor on the line, and that's our friend, Dr. Ben Carson, uh, he just came out with a new children's book. We've been talking about it, Why America Matters, which is a great counter to the recently released 1619 Project, Born in the Water. And uh, anyway, uh, Dr. Carson, it's great to have you back. Um, I know it's a tough question to ask. I see what I believe is even a, a, a sort of accelerating decline in the president it's not something i say with any joy in my heart but it's it's obvious and i also would argue it's dangerous to the world to our country i mean i feel bad for him personally but the the free world depends on a strong united states of america we now see putin is you know amassed 175,000 troops on the border with ukraine we're watching china talk about reunification uh, with Taiwan threatening uh, the United States yesterday with military action, flying their fighter jets over Taiwan airspace. And I don't see a, a guy that is strong enough to take on these numerous crises at once. He didn't even know that his own administration was had a plan to pay illegal immigrants $450,000, calls it garbage one day and de- defends it the next day. I don't know if it's well, worse that he didn't know or worse that he supports it. You know, many people don't really know their history, and they don't understand the role that the United States of America plays in the world. You know, before we became a dominant power, there were all these despotic leaders who just trampled on anybody who was weaker than them and uh, and took and pillaged from them. And things really calmed down quite a bit with the United States at the helm. But that's when we have strong leadership. When we don't have strong leadership, things begin to deteriorate once again. And, you know, it is kind of sad, you know, watching what's going on right now. I've, I've witnessed it personally. You know, my, my own mother, uh, unfortunately, uh, died of Alzheimer's. And I, I saw the same kinds of things occurring in somebody who once was as sharp as a, as a needle. And uh, the, you, You're a brain surgeon for how many years, sir? Uh, 36 years. So I would assume you know a thing or two about the brain. I'm not asking you to diagnose the president. I'm asking if you see, observe a cognitive decline that is significant in the president, because I see it, and a new poll is out just to 
let you know, you might not have seen it, Politico Morning Consult, and they asked, and this, by the way, was put to Jill Biden, who said it's ridiculous, any talk about Joe's mental fitness. Anyway, they asked a very simple question, whether or not respondents agreed with this statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Well, 46% of respondents agreed with it, but 48% of respondents disagreed. A majority of the American people in this poll agreed with me. Well, I guess the question is, is this the best that that we can provide uh, in terms of a leadership position in the world? Uh, There are 330 million Americans. Uh, Do we have to depend on somebody who reads from a teleprompter, uh, who doesn't have the courage to stand up and answer questions uh, from the media? that are not pre-screened. I mean, this is this is a serious issue. And you look at COVID, you know, the world is going crazy over COVID. Why? Because they don't have the strong leadership from us. You know, we should be doing things that make sense. We should be doing things based on science and based on facts. And here we are not even willing to recognize natural immunity, something we've known about since the Civil War with smallpox. Can I and, can I ask you a personal question? You don't have to answer this, but I did speak to you when it was public that you were diagnosed with COVID. And before I even ask it, would you mind talking about your, your private health? Because I respect medical privacy. Uh, no, I was, I was very uh, ill. Um, I was, you know, over 65, and I had comorbidities. And, and I called uh, you, and you told me you got monoclonal antibodies and that it worked like magic for you. Did you not? I got monoclonal antibodies before they were uh, FDA-approved, uh, thanks to uh, President Trump, who reminds me of that frequently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saved your sorry ass. I saved your life. That's how he'd say it to me. Go ahead. But he didn't. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's a tremendous um, therapeutic. And there are other tremendous therapeutics, too. If we had been intelligent and pursued all the avenues, not just vaccines, but, you know, that's a defect in our system, which says, you know, you can't have an emergency use authorization if there are other viable options. Well, that doesn't make any sense. What we should have done is said, let's... Let's go down all these pathways and let's use all of these things that are promising. Let's investigate them. As you remember, a few weeks ago, the CDC admitted they didn't have any data on natural immunity. And why didn't they have any data? Because they didn't collect it. And why didn't they collect it? Because they don't know. They don't want to know what it says. I'm sure as a doctor. I'm sure as a medical doctor, you're following closely this huge study um, in Israel, nearly 800,000 people, and yes. the effectiveness of natural immunity being 27 times better against the Delta variant than the vaccines. Uh, exactly. The very doctor that, that created the technology that made mRNA uh, vaccines possible, his name is Dr. Robert Malone, was on this program, and he said that natural immunity as evidenced by the Israeli study. Now, it does have, it's yet to be peer-reviewed, so I want to give it a little more time, but the early indications are very clear uh, that it's a dramatic difference. 
But even he said that it appears that natural immunity is far superior to the technology that he himself discovered that allowed for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. And the Cleveland Clinic study showed the same thing. They found hundreds of workers who had had the infection. Nobody got reinfected. Nobody passed it on. I mean, that's more than a coincidence. And there have been a number of other studies as well. They just don't want to admit it. They don't want to acknowledge it. And that's not what real science is. Well, let me ask you this. That's what politics does. What? Why, for example, so because I don't know why, because I talk about this all the time, people know and they hear me and, and many of my friends even. I don't, there's somebody that you know, a prominent public figure that got COVID, was fully vaccinated and had a breakthrough case, the Delta variant, um, I believe, because it was during that time. And I called that person, like I call anybody that I know gets sick, and I like I called you when you got sick sure. and, and, and told you I was thinking of you and praying for you. Not that my prayers mean a lot, but I I wanted you to know I was reaching out to you and thinking about you. I, I just felt bad that you had to go through that. And anyway, the, the, the thing that really strikes me is that person didn't know. I said to him, are you going to get monoclonal antibodies? Are you going to get Regeneron? He, the person who should know said, yeah, what is that again? Yeah. And from that point forward, I realized, wait a minute. Biden never talks about it. He was only mentioned it once in his vaccine mandate speech. Fauci never talks about it. CDC director never talks about it. Now, I can't tell you how many people, this is anecdotal. I tell people, talk to your doctor. If you pop positive, everybody that I know, vaccinated or unvaccinated, that gets monoclonal antibodies within 24 to 48 hours in every case is feeling better within 48 to 72 hours and it's over for them. That's what yeah, I found. That's been but you got to ask your doctor. I've seen that too. And of course, there are a number of doctor groups. Uh, you can find them on the internet. They try to shut them down. Uh, who've had tremendous success with ivermectin, um, with hydroxychloroquine. They don't want to talk about these things at all. I think there are hundreds of thousands of people who are dead, who didn't have to be dead. And we just have to somehow get to the point where we're looking at the interest of the people and not at the interest of the pharmaceuticals. Um, it, it really pains me to see that. And, and particularly when we're talking about immunizing children with the vaccine, they have very little risk, very little risk. No it's more almost the same percentage of kids in the the age group 5 to 11, where they're now mandating children five years old get vaccinated or they can't go to in, into any public building or restaurant, nothing. And I'd um, like somebody to show me the data that, that says yeah, that I would too. it's a danger. Because you know? I went to the CDC website and the percentage of children that have died in that age group during the entire pandemic, and every life is precious to me, is 162 but percentage-wise, it's almost identical to the the yearly flu deaths of children. So, in other words, it, it is not the risk to children that it is to older not, people with comorbidities or pre-existing conditions. Right. Not close. And, in fact, you know, if you're older and you have, you know, pre-morbid conditions, yes, you should talk with your physician, and you're probably going to come to the conclusion that it is to your benefit, and you look at the benefits and you look at the risks, 
to take the vaccine. And I don't have any problem with that. And that's the way the system works. We have excellent medical facilities and individuals who can help you. We don't need bureaucrats making decisions like this because one size does not fit all. And one size only fits all when you're talking about a government that is controlled by fascism and... uh, you know, the let, me, let, let me let me give you the final minute, though, to talk about um, your new children's book. Uh, we put it on Hannity.com. It's on Amazon.com. And, and by the way, it's in bookstores all around the country. Why America Matters. Uh, I'll give you a full minute and, and tell people why this is important. Well, it, it's so important that, that our children get the appropriate history of America and not what's being taught by those who want them to grow up and hate America. Uh, It was Khrushchev who told uh, Eisenhower that your grandchildren's children will live under communism and we won't have to fire a shot. And he knew that part of that was re-indoctrinating the children. And with the Little Patriots program, it's a two-pronged program. It has books. The first book just came out, Why America is Important, to uh, help the children learn the importance of civic engagement and to know how fortunate they are to live in this country. And then there's also an online learning platform, uh, which has K through 5 lesson plans uh, provided by teachers and educational professionals who love America and has a little character, Liberty Eagle, who helps to carry you through these programs. And best of all, it's free of charge. And the reason it's free is because we've had wonderful underwriters uh, who understand the importance of making this available to to our young people. Tell it's everybody, compatible. every parent and grandparent that wants to get this in their kids' and grandkids' hands, how do they do it? LittlePatriotsLearning.com And it's totally to free. LittlePatriotsLearning.com totally .com Completely free. And it's compatible with uh, iPhones and tablets, so you can take it in the car with you. You can go anywhere you want with it and complete these programs. You'll know a lot about American history when you get done with that program. And I'd suggest it for adults, too. And, you know, if, if you're not, you know, really up to speed on your American history, it's good to know it because your history gives you your identity, and your identity gives you your beliefs. And when you have those in a solid form, you're very difficult to manipulate. Dr. Ben Carson, you're a national treasure. Thank God you're okay. Um, You scared me one day in one phone call we had. I won't remind you what you said to me, uh, but you did scare the hell out of me. I was very worried about you, and I'm glad you're okay, sir. Well, thank you, Sean. Thank you for being a courageous patriot. All right, my friend, 800-941-SEAN is our number. How do you like that? We'll put it up on Hannity.com. You can order it for your kids and grandkids. Uh, Before we get to your calls, I've gotten to know somebody that I just have respect so much. I've come to love and, 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 and just think the world of. Her name is Tara Vaughn Baldwin, and she's the president of what's called Operation 300 and Gold Star sister of Navy SEAL Aaron Vaughn. Uh, we've had her, we've had his mom on this program many times, and today Tara talks about her foundation, the mission of Operation 300. And anyway, uh, I'm I'm glad you could join us, Tara. Uh, please tell your mom we love her. She's the best, and I know you miss your brother so badly. Um, we all miss him, and I I know you never get over the pain of that. Hey, 
Sean. Um, th- thank you for those kind words. It's, it's, it's really a lot to take in. Um, our family feels the same way about you. you. You know, you guys have become like family to us, and we're just so grateful for the way that you have stepped up and supported and just loved on our family and um, Operation 300 um, since my brother was killed a little over 10 years ago. Thanks for having me on today. You know what's so hard about that to me as I listen to you? And your mother, Karen, I mean, I hope I hope you stay so close to her. She's a very special mom. And um, she. What, what's, what's so hard is you're so proud of your brother. He becomes a Navy SEAL. She's so proud of her son becomes a Navy SEAL. Most people don't make it through that kind of training. He serves his country, loses his life. Yeah. It's got to be the most devastating <clears throat> thing. You know, it is devastating. And I will tell you, my mom and I are fortunately very close. And she is an amazing woman, like literally close. We live right right down the road from each other. So um, very fortunate fortunate to have a, a just an awesome family. But, yeah, I mean, Aaron was, you know, I mean, to us, he was Aaron. But, you know, to the world, I mean, he was at the pinnacle of his career. He was 30 years old. You know, he gave his, his youth and, um, you know, the best of himself. For our country day after day and and ultimately as you said ended up um giving his life honestly on the deployment um his last deployment it was the first deployment honestly that we weren't even nervous you know it, it, we had been through a few and we were just making plans to see him at thanksgiving when he came back home and honestly it was the first time in a long time it never really crossed our minds that um Something right, like that it, could happen. So. I'll remind people he was one of 30 servicemen uh, that died aboard a helicopter, call, call sign extortion uh, 17, shot down in Afghanistan. This was in August of 2011. Uh, many killed that day were members of SEAL Team 6, the largest loss of military life in a single day since the war on terror began. And uh, he's a hero. But you, but you've now thrown yourself into Operation Three Hundred. Its mission is: we believe when a family, when a member of our armed services gives his life in defense of our great nation, the least we can do is pledge to honor that sacrifice by caring for his family. Give us, you know, tell people how they can help you out. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Operation Three Hundred um, was formed um, ab- about ten years ago, um, and our main program is that we provide adventure camps for children who have lost a parent serving in the military. And, um, you know, my brother had two small children when he was killed. His daughter was just nine weeks old, and um, his son was two years old. And it was really just looking at their situation and realizing that they were never going to know him, and they were never going to experience um, so many things that they would have experienced, not just, you know, with their dad, but with their Navy SEAL dad. And so the idea of this camp came about because, as you said, there were so many um, children who lost lost the dad that day. And so we bring kids from all over the United States, every branch of the military, um, here to South Florida where we are. And we pair them up with a father-age mentor, and they just spend the weekend doing things they would have done with their dad. Um, they shoot guns. They ride horses. They go fishing. They go sailing. We camp out. Um, just the things that they're really missing uh, missing out on since, um, since their dads are gone. And um, we also do a widow retreat for the moms um, where they're just given a time to relax um, and spend time together, uh, you know, and have a break from their children, honestly. And um, all the expenses are paid um, by donors and, and, you know, people in our community and people all across the country. Um, So this costs nothing for these families to get to have this experience. And the kids come back every year. So they really, 
um, develop and maintain a relationship with their mentors. And, and that's really the goal is to allow other people to kind of step up and step in that gap um, that's been created by the law. How could people life. help you? And we'll put it up on Hannity.com. Yeah, so go to op300.org or operation300.com, either one. They'll both take you to the same place. I mean, honestly, it's not cheap what we do. It's expensive, and we always need hands. So money and people is what we need. And so, yeah, go to op300.org. All the messages will come straight to me if you have any questions or, you know, are interested in any way. It'll come straight to me, so... Well, we appreciate it. Thank you, Tara, for all you're doing. We'll put a link on Hannity.com. Please tell your mom, Karen, that uh, we think the world of her. And uh, thanks for all you're doing for these families. And it's it's an amazing charity. We appreciate it, everything you do. Thank you so much, Sean. We appreciate you guys very much. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, let's say hi to Don is in Iowa. Don, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, great show. I love you guys, and uh, I appreciate everything you do. Well, we appreciate you being out there and giving us this microphone. Happy Friday to you. What's on your mind today? Well, I'm a truck driver and a Marine veteran. I'm running across this great country of ours, and uh, my uh, I, I, I'm watching closely the Jesse Smollett trial and, and everything, the reactions of people toward it, and you can always tell who people are by their reaction toward it. And the way the media is reacting toward him being found guilty just shows that the Democrats and the media are all in for the lies that they tell, whether it be that uh, President Trump is, is a, a communist sympathizer and a communist plant, or, or whether Jesse, Jesse Smollett uh, was, was uh, attacked by Trump supporters. It's irrelevant now to people because the people that hate him will still think that he was uh, attacked by Trump supporters, even though they've seen that he, he set the whole thing up uh, himself. And people are going to get hurt by the, his action, um, you know, his, his statements, um, guilty or not guilty. People are going to be hurt by this. this. This was an unintended hate crime. I think he was just trying to bring attention to himself. And, well, uh, it, I it, it just, I don't know what the purpose was, but, you know, there's a reason why, and I said this yesterday, that one of the Ten Commandments is, thou shalt not bear false witness. You want to know why? Because it's so damaging. I know people that have lived through that hell. And it's like almost immediately people rush to judgment. Nobody wants to give anybody the benefit of the doubt anymore. Um, no, the media does it all the time. Prominent Democrats do it all the time. The damage they do is unbelievable. You know, for people that are not in the public eye like myself, uh, at least you have recourse. You know, somebody like Nicholas Sandman is is going to be probably close to a billionaire by the time all is said and done over all the lies told about him. I wouldn't doubt Kyle Rittenhouse has some lawsuits uh, coming down the line as well. And, you know, the problem is when people lie about me, they can pretty much say whatever they want because we have the high bar standard of absence of malice. And, and how do you prove that they did it maliciously? Um, so you, I just have to basically take it. And that's, you know, in the cost of doing this business. But for other people that are not public figures, if you get slandered by the mob and the media or the slandered by big tech, my advice is sue the living Adam Schiff out of them. 
Well, this is going to be irreversible in its action, and uh, people are going to get hurt by this, and all just because one person unthinkingly, like you said, bore false witness and without thinking about their actions. And this seems to be a Democrat ploy, and he's learning from the top, and it's filtering down to the bottom of the Democrats, and they're all still all in on it. And it's a shame that this society has has gone that route, and the Democrats have decided that that's the way they're going to play this game uh, of politics, and it's a it's a sad state of affairs for this country. Well, they've been doing this this whole you know identity politics thing for years. The playbook is Absolutely. always Republicans are racist, sexist, misogynist. You know the whole list. But anyway, good call. Appreciate it, Don in Iowa. Uh, let's say hi to Bill is in Massachusetts. I don't know what the hell you're doing up there, but anyway, Bill, glad you called. I, I'm guessing you're a Celtic. Red Sox uh, fan. If I'm wrong, you can tell me. I'm probably a Patriots fan. Yeah, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm not a fan of the Celtics, so I don't really like basketball. So what's going uh, on? Yeah, I want to touch base on the vaccine mandates here. Um, My fiancé works for the state of Massachusetts, and uh, back in March she was diagnosed with a highly aggressive brain tumor. Oh, no. And uh, Yeah, well, she's had a couple surgeries since. Not quite out of the woods, but, you know, we're we're trying to hang in there. And uh, we received... Uh, notice from her job that, you know, she's going to be forced to, if she wants to continue working for the state, she's going to be forced to take the vaccine. And what, is, what does her anyway, doctor say in regards to this, considering all the medicine she's on? I assume she's getting chemo, probably radiation, not, and the operation. Getting, I mean, it, does the yeah, doctor she, recommend it? Not exactly. He says it's a, it's a risk, and um, it's, it's not something that he would 100% advise to do. She's actually in a trial right now, so she's not getting chemo. She is under radiation. Um, so the actual medicine that she's taking, there has been, I think it was half a dozen people that are on this medication with the same diagnosis as her that, that had gotten the vaccine, unfortunately didn't make it. So she is wow, That's scary. So, so she's it. high risk. I mean, this is where one-size-fits-all medicine doesn't fly for me. And, yeah. and I, the next question I would like, you know, I, I would advise you might want to ask your doctor. It's up to you. If she does, God forbid, get a hold of this thing, because cases are increasing with the change in weather, especially in Michigan and New England and New York and other places. Um, if she did contract COVID with her current condition, uh, would he advise monoclonal antibodies or does he think that would be a risk? I'd like to know the answer to that question if I was you. Yeah, we're uh, that's that's going to be our first question when we actually go to see him again this week, if mm-hmm. uh, that would be possible to do. You know what because, stage uh, cancer your wife has? They actually, it's it. They won't exactly tell us. It's they just said it's a a high stage. In other words, so 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 she's got an aggressive brain tumor, and yeah. she's now getting experimental treatment, and she's had a couple of operations. That's that's tough. Yeah, one of them. One of them took out the. The doctor was actually able to take out almost the entire thing, and it was the size of a small grapefruit. But then, within two weeks, it was back. Oh man, that is an aggressive yeah. tumor. Wow. So, uh, well, we, you're in all our prayers. Um, Thank you. And if there's anything we can do, one thing I can say about Massachusetts, they do have great facilities up there. Uh, I think Mass General, and then you've got Dana Farber's up there. You got some good mm-hmm. good hospitals. I don't know which one you're using. We're actually. Uh, Going to Dana Farber, she's been she's been dealing with the doctors there since the beginning, 
Yeah. You know, I can say is the good news is they that they didn't give her a life expectancy, and they they seem to be, you know, in positive thoughts. I know this. somebody that was in a late stage cancer that went to NYU Langone. Uh, somebody that their cancer centers come on big time in recent years. Um, and I'm very grateful to the doctors there for all they did um, to help this this woman. She's got kids. I mean, it's it's hard. Um, how you doing? You holding up all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. I mean, I, I this whole situation's kind of forced me to go out on my own. I'm a contractor because mm-hmm. I can't work regular hours. Being the only, I wish I could hire me. you. I do. Do you want to give out your phone <laughs> number? You need more work. I could take all the work in the world. <laughs> well, how about this? Why don't you give us a link? To, uh, you know, I don't want you to give out your personal cell. That could be very dangerous. If you want, give us like a business card or a link. And for people in the Massachusetts, New England area that need a good contractor, um, what kind of work do you do? Uh, General do contractor? Frame, frame to finish, yeah. Oh, wow. So you do it all. Me as well. Yeah, that would, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll put all that information up on Hannity.com. We don't want you to be worrying about your finances in the middle of all this. It's not fun. I really appreciate that, Sean. All right. You're in our prayers, you and your wife. Hang in there. And you know what? I do believe in miracles, and it sounds like she's getting great treatment, and I I wish you both the best on this. It's tough to go through. I'm sorry.